Hello everyone, Crystal and Clough here with you on podcast number seven. I'm so excited today. I talked to you a little bit about the importance of love when it comes to depression and anxiety. And today I thought it would be fun to share with you my love story with my fiance because it is quite the story and it really took a stubborn person and put her in her place (laughs) aka me but before I do that I do want to share today is day five of the Valentis coffee I'm still really tired but no symptoms um other than being tired, which that wasn't listed as one of the symptoms. I think that's just me. I haven't weighed myself yet. I'm actually going to, so tomorrow is the sixth day. On the seventh day, I will weigh myself and see if I have lost any weight. Hopefully I have. So far, I actually feel pretty bloated. And it talks about, or it says on there, it helps you with your cravings. Well, I, my cravings haven't been crazy, but they haven't been eliminated either. So a little bit of a disappointment there. Hopefully, maybe it's not right away. Maybe it's it'll hit me, you know, after I've tried it for a week or two. But we'll see. Hopefully it will because that is a game changer. <laughs> anyway, so we'll get down to my love story with my sweet fiancé. So he is from Guatemala. He is 26 years old. Moved here in 2012. Didn't know any English at all, but he he became a professional soccer player. He played semi-pro at age 14, and then he played professional soccer at age 16. Um, lived in poverty his whole life. He actually, with his soccer money, bought his mom her first fridge and her first stove. So he, we'll have to bring him on the show and have him talk about his story because because it is like absolutely phenomenal. Sometimes here in the states, we just we don't realize how blessed we are and you know we go to places like that we just are put back into reality that not everybody is like that but the thing is is that they are still so happy even though they don't have near as many things as we do here life is still fun and worth living it's pretty amazing pretty humbling So they moved here in 2012. Their dad was here for a while and he was able to get enough money to bring them here. None of them knew any English. (laughs) So he and his brother worked for the first few years. Well, his brother actually was a senior in high school. So he went to high school here and his brother also played soccer with him as a professional soccer player. And that was the year that our school took state in men or in boys soccer. <laughs> so, that was pretty cool, pretty exciting. Um pretty rigged maybe. <laughs> anyway, um so Luis went and his brother went, that's his name by the way, is Luis. He and his brother went to school and that's they took the first few years just to learn English because they didn't know any English at all. And while they were doing that, some of the soccer players, well, first of all, because of Luis's brother, had, had heard about him. And they wanted to be personally trained by him. So he started training some of the guys. Some of the guys talked to the girls, and they started training. And it was really funny because they tried to convince me to do it. And I was so intimidated. I had heard about my fiancé, Luis, and I 
did not want to go play soccer in front of him because I thought he's going to think I suck. I'd never met him before. didn't know even know what he looked like, but I just knew that he was a professional soccer player. And I'm like, I just, I'm not good enough. I'm going to go home and practice. And you better believe I did. I was, it's so funny because that, that's when you notice the anxiety, maybe more of the social anxiety and caring what people think because I was like one of the hardest workers on so- in soccer, but I would not be trained by anybody else, especially a personal trainer. I would be home in my room juggling or, you know, in my backyard taking shots against the house. <laughs> so that was me, but I wasn't brave enough to go and meet my future fiance, little did I know. So they per- trained with him and they improved dramatically. I just am kicking myself that I never did go and train with him. So I never met him until I was actually graduated. I just heard a lot about him. And I went to BYU and I and my sister was playing. She was still in high school at the time. And she was playing up north, which is closer to Provo. So I went to go watch her. Well, that's when I first really saw him, first really met him. He told me that he saw me play in high school at one of our state games, and he was like, I like that girl. I'm going to marry that girl. He knew he was going to marry me, but he was too chicken to come and say hi, but he was going to marry me. <laughs> he he thought, too, that I was dating someone, which I was on and off. I would go on dates, but I wasn't, like, seriously dating anyone. So he was kind of confused by that. <laughs> But he knew he liked me before I even knew who he was. So I met him at my sister's game. It was kind of like super superficial. Um, Hi, my name is, you know, how are you? It's nice to finally meet you. But we actually didn't officially, officially meet until he was helping coach girls soccer. High school girls soccer. And I... Um, decided I was going to as well. I had been graduated and I asked my coach, like, hey, do you need any help? And she's like, yeah, the more the merrier, pretty much. So I came and helped coach and he and I officially were introduced, in fact, became pretty good friends. It, it was still pretty standoffish because I was still super intimidated. I thought he thought I was just some, um, because we were coaching together, he's professional and I've only played in high school. So when I say I helped coach, it was very limited. <laughs> I just helped with the girls and stuff. I didn't, I, I, there was one time when coach was like, okay, hey, you're JV coach for this game. And I was like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing, kind of not. So I was just doing whatever. And I was so nervous because he was there. I was like subbing so quickly, you know, like I would send girls out and then like a minute later I would send more girls out. And finally Louise was like, Hey, um, maybe wait a few minutes, and I was so embarrassed, I was like, I will never, and I'm like, will you please be the JV coach, I don't want to be the JV coach anymore, and he's like, no, no, you're, you're doing great, you, you can do this, <laughs> so we would kind of joke back and forth, um, and then there was one time when, so he was finally studying for his associates at Snow College, so he wasn't able to be there all the time, and it was my coach's birthday and so we all went out to eat and he was going to come eat with us and he also has a younger sister that was on the team that I had been helping so she was there at the dinner but he wasn't able to come because he had um homework to do so I text her or I told her to text him and say okay you owe me a date then and I thought 
that he was just going to brush it off. Well, I didn't know that he had decided a long time ago that he liked me and wanted to marry me. So when I said that, he was like, okay, let's go on a date. And I thought, you know, we're just flirting back and forth. We're not really going to go on a date. He's too good for me. And like the next day he's like, okay, so when are we going to go on a date? And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's really serious. And like a few days later, that's when we planned it. We were going to have a date. He had a soccer game and then he was going to go home and shower and come pick me up. I was like, I am going on a date with the legend here in my county. Like, no way. And it was actually funny because about a month before that, my coach was like, you know, if I could have you marry anybody or, you know, have you date anybody, it would be Luis. And I was like, ha, nah, no, there's no way. That would never happen. Well, here we are getting ready for our very first date. And I was so nervous and he was so nervous. It was so cute. He was just like kind of slumped over in his seat. We went to a Mexican restaurant and we talked a lot, but he was so nervous. And I I, I was nervous, but because he was so nervous, it, it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> and then dinner ended and we we're like okay well dinner's over but I don't feel like the date should be over do you want to keep going let's go for a drive so we went for a drive and we went out to the to we have a lake by my house we went out there and we talked a lot and then um there was this joke about how my sister was like okay you can't hold hands you can't you know because my sister was coached by him so it was just this joke and we were talking about it and I was like well we've done everything except for we are not allowed to kiss. And he's like, well, we could do that as well if you want. And I was like, uh, no, you know, I, I don't really want to kiss on the first date. I had previously kissed on like every other first date, but I was like, I, I want to make it count. You know, I don't want to be, I, I want my kisses to count. And <laughs> so I said, no. And I thought because he was still very choppy in English that he just, it was, you know, lost in translation that he didn't get it. Later I found out, no, he did get that I said no, but he was just going to not let the opportunity pass because he really liked me. So we actually got out and he, he was playing this song for me. We danced in the rain. I know that sounds super cheesy, but it happened and it was so romantic and so cute. And then like the music stopped and it was kind of awkward, but kind of okay. We were still kind of dancing. And then he was like, okay, well, you should get in the car because you're going to get wet and cold. And I was like, okay. So we got in the car and he played the song for me and dedicated it to me. And it was like in Spanish, he was telling me what it meant. And I was in, I wasn't even close. Like I wasn't open to kissing him. I, I wasn't giving it off any signs. Like I was slumped back. My knees were up on the dash. And that's my position. Well, he looked over. We were in this big, his big Land Rover. So he looks over at me while the music is playing. And he leans over and he kisses me. Like, he leans all the way over. Like, the side rest and it, or the thing, you know, the console in the middle. And kissed me. And I thought, oh, well, he just doesn't understand. Well, he did understand. The little fetcher. <laughs> but it was a great kiss. And then we get home. And it, it had always been my dream to get kissed where you, I can't remember which movie, maybe it's While You Were Sleeping, where the guy holds the girl like in his in like in his elbow pretty much and, and then kisses her that way. That had always been my dream. Well, we get to the front porch step and he does that exact thing. I get another kiss. <laughs> and it is just like that. And I went inside like, this is not 
happening? And I had so much anxiety after that. I was like, when, so we, we kept dating. We were on a second date and a third date. And I was like, he doesn't, he thinks I'm so immature. He thinks, you know, he's just too good for me. And I was so stupid enough to text him and be like, are you sure? Are you, are you sure you like me? Which sounds so pathetic, but I was so insecure and he was so secure that he would just remind me like, yes, I I really like you, you know, and he wasn't asking me to be his girlfriend. So that also got in my head, which there was a whole religious thing by it too. He wasn't a part of my church. And so there was that, but I wanted to be his girlfriend. I had never had a boyfriend before. And so I was like, I, I want to be your girlfriend. Why are you not asking me to be your girlfriend? Well, I was at work one day, a few weeks after, not after our first date, a few weeks after I had been texting him those things, like, do you sure you like me? He waited for a long time, which I think is appropriate, but at the time, I was just so insecure, and I thought he really liked me. I'm like, well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> uh, he took his time, and I was at work, and my sister texted me and was like, hey, when are you coming home? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a little late. I just had to finish. Um, I'll be home soon. So I got home a little bit later and I go down to my room and he had candles all over in my room and then petals, rose petals on my bed shaped into a heart. And in the middle was a note and a stuffed animal. And on the note, it said, will you be my girlfriend in Spanish? And funny enough, I had to look it up. I didn't know what it said. (laughs) But like the candles, oh, it smelled so good. But because I was late, the candles were like, kind of melted off onto all my stuff but it was so romantic and so cute and I met him that night in person because I didn't want to text him be like oh yes I'll be your girlfriend I'm like well he was you know romantic I had to be romantic so I met him that night and I told him you know I know you're not a part of my religion I don't know how my family's gonna take this but I want to be your girlfriend (laughs) so we started dating officially and we actually dated for like two or three years two years before I went to Hawaii and during those years I just like after a while I started thinking well maybe he's not right for me I I just had this strong gut feeling which is funny because that gut feeling I've always followed I always know that my gut is right And that's what led me to Hawaii was my gut that I needed to do this. Well, my gut was telling me that he wasn't the one. And so I would end it and I would try to be so nice about it. Like I I would try to explain, you know, that that it's a good thing for both of us. If we're not meant for each other, we're not meant for each other. And we're going to find someone even better. Well, he was set. He's like, no, I'm going to marry you. And so I'd break his heart and then I would leave or, or... you know, and then we would end up hanging out again and we would be get closer and closer and we would start to date again. And I swear, I, I know this is terrible, but I broke up with him like six times in the three years, four years that we dated. Oh, and just kept breaking his heart, but I just had to follow mine. And, and I, in my mind, like, so yes, I follow my gut because it is always right. And, and I also had imagined someone different, someone more entrepreneurial, someone who was white, someone who was tall and, 
you know, wasn't from another country, I don't, which is silly. And it's not like I was saying those are the only people I'll date or the only people I'll marry, but that's the person who I imagined. So it was just off a little bit. And I was so set that this is not right that I ended it when I went to Hawaii and then I came back and we weren't even, and we had, I had been back like a year and we finally got back together and we dated for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm going to Spain. This isn't working. And I, that's a big reason too, why I felt like I had to get away because I'm like, I'm not strong enough. I really like this kid. He and I have been together for so many years. He knows me so well. I have to get away or else I'm not going to be able to stick to my word and, and say that we're through. And he was just like, okay, you know, we can get back together. I'll break his heart, but he would be so willing to let me back in. And it was so easy. And I was just, it, it was what was, I don't know. I just knew I had to get out of there if I was going to be fair to, to me and to him. And so I decided that I was done for the very last time and that I was going to move to Spain. And then a few weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant. <laughs> and that sounds like the worst nightmare ever. You know, you just broke up with your boyfriend and now you're pregnant with his child. Well, I was really nervous and I had told my parents I wasn't going to marry him because I wasn't for sure about it and I was that was like my worst nightmare marrying someone I didn't know I, w I wanted to marry that I didn't wasn't fully invested like yes he is the one I want to marry well I was living with my parents at the time while I was pregnant and I had a really hard time being at home like I just knew that I could not feel ready to be a mom if I was still at home with my parents and I was venting to Lu Luis about it he and I were communicating obviously ever since he had found out I was pregnant and he's like well I, I want to get you out of there this, this stress isn't good I, I was having a lot of stress you know some arguments with my mom and I just wasn't in a good place so he's like I want to get you out and I, I felt bad I'm like I can't have you paying for my rent I mean I was working too but it just I was a cashier and it, they weren't giving me a full-time job and and so he, I was like, you, I, you can't pay for my rent and not live with me. So we decided we were going to try it and we were going to try to make it work where he was going to, we were going to move in together. And then that was kind of another time for me to see like, what am I going to do? Because this is his child and I don't want to make a light decision. I don't want to make the wrong decision because an unhappy home, in my opinion, is just as terrible as a, you know, just a single mom home. Um... Well, single mom home isn't terrible. It, it It is terrible if you're miserable because the kids, no matter how hard you try it, in my opinion, you cannot hide it from them. And so I was like, well, we're going to try it and I want to see how things are going to go. That was the best decision we ever made. We moved in together and it was almost immediate. I just fell in love with him. I knew that if I didn't marry him, I wasn't going to marry anybody else. That he made me feel, so, not only feel so good, but we connected so well. I, get, I was able to see different sides of him because we lived together. And, oh, it was just exactly, exactly what I needed to move in with him. To, to be able to know that, yes, he is the one for me. And a lot of it, I mean, he does still, I was nervous about the... um 
language barrier because sometimes he still struggles with his language with with English. But sometimes that is actually a blessing because then we don't fight over everything. It's almost like, oh, he probably doesn't know what he he's saying. Like when you're really good at English and you talk to someone who is really good at English, like native speaker, there are so many meaning meanings to the words that we say. Well, with Luis and I, we I you can't go that deep. It's very, very much up at the top. Like you what he says is what he says and there is no underlining meaning and sometimes maybe he even says it wrong and and it's fun to be able to be like oh he means well like he doesn't he doesn't really mean what he said he doesn't know <laughs> and his English, English is good we we communicate really well so i'm not saying we can't communicate cuz that would be terrible we can but it's just not so like there's no games about it and it's absolutely wonderful and he is just so pure with his words you know telling me how much he loves me and how much he loves our daughter and he he loves his mother and his sister and that he takes such good care of them he takes such good care of me i'm not saying we never fight because we do we have our moments but he is he's always so quick to be like i'm sorry i'm acting like a child or or i need to let my pride down let my pride go you know, let's be friends again because I hate it when we're not. And and I need to work on that. I need to do better at saying sorry. Sometimes I feel like I am always right, <laughs> which I know I'm not. I guess I can say that, right? I don't know. Maybe because <laughs> everybody knows they're always right. Well, I there's no way I can always be right. <laughs> I don't know, but at least you know while I'm learning, he he keeps us both sane, <laughs> and I have been practicing. I'm I'm very stubborn. It just runs in my blood. <laughs> anyway, I I wanted to share that story with you because I was so set on the feelings that we have towards the person that we marry, and it is so important. And like I know, this is my first marriage, only marriage. And I'm still really young. I haven't had, you know, a 50-year successful marriage. But I do know that, I mean, you need to you need to know that you want to marry him and not just marry him because you have a child or it makes sense. Um, but you're also marrying someone who, he, he may not look like what you thought you were going to marry, but someone who literally is so compatible with you, who loves you, who... Oh, also, the other thing that rocks is that we're, like, into all of the same things. They say opposites attract. Well, he and I are so much alike that I don't even know if that's true. I love loving what he does. I love watching soccer games with him. I love training with... He trains me almost every day in our backyard with soccer. I love soccer, and so does he, obviously. (laughs) So it's been... I... I is I almost think that sometimes like I got pregnant just because God was like you don't know what's best for you <laughs> cuz I fought it so hard but now I I I honestly don't think that there's anyone better for me and maybe there is but this I just feel like I'm in the place I am supposed to be like no one better but maybe someone similar someone like him is what I'm trying to say Anyway, love is love and I know very little, but I do know that I am in the right place and I do know that I love 
the heck out of this boy. He's so amazing, and I am so blessed. And that definitely helps with the depression is when you have someone you just adore because that gives you purpose too to show them that you love them by doing things for them or you know like I was saying before you get to make love with them you get to connect with them so amazing anyway I just wanted to share that with you guys it's an exciting story pretty I breaking down someone who just had these all these beliefs about what marriage was like and I still don't know everything but it's pretty cool to know that and pretty humbling to know that it's not always what you think um but you do have to stay close to your heart but just let your heart be a little bit more open and you never know you might find your prince charming <laughs> all right you guys that is it for today and I will talk to you on the next podcast have a good one